Meanwhile, inside Storm's brain... Pages from Giant Size X-Men, Jean Grey and Emma Frost from last week's comic books. Hi, everybody. This is Brett from Comic Book Queens. I'm sorry. That was so goddamn stupid. I loved that so much. I loved that so much. Uh, welcome to episode 122 of Comic Book Queers Legacy. I am Brett, and I am joined by my co-host and partner in Crim, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. It's like a crazy day in the X world, don't you think? It's a crazy day. Uh, it's a it's a prolific one at that. In fact, I think this week we're going to pretty much focus only on them X-Books. Yeah, we actually haven't been talking about other books that much in the past few weeks. But you know what? I don't care. I love it. <laughs> Well, we're also we're also gonna um, well we're gonna dive into a new Netflix show yeah. later on in the program. Yeah, um, about a redhead I mean, losing control of her powers. <laughs> so it's still basically I mean, yeah. the X Men. But it's still the Jean Grey story. Yeah, and of course we're talking about I am not okay with this, which we'll talk about later in the show. Uh, but first, okay, what are you gonna pick? Hot topics. The X Men has some things going on. Do we want to talk about? Do we want to get real or do we want to get gross? What should we st- <laughs> What should we start let's get, with? Let's get gross. Okay. Well, it turns out that there's a theory going on, which is the dumbest theory. Because there is a thing called throuples. There's a thing called uh, polyamorous relationships. And clearly, and we will talk about this, it is now official. There is no hiding it. It is official that Cyclops and Wolverine have had sex. And they are having sex with Jean Grey as well. They are all three together. And then Emma is also, I think Cyclops then goes off with Emma on the side to have sex. But there's absolutely a, there's a new theory going around that Wolverine has two dicks to fuck Cyclops and Jean Grey at the same time. Diphalic Tarata. Is that a rumor or is that some bullshit Bleeding Cool article? Well, that's the thing is in Bleeding Cool said this is a rumor that's going around. And in fact, it- someone actually asked it at the C2E2. Is C2E2 in Chicago? Yes. Yes. And I missed it this year for the first time in 12 years. Wow. Well, you're garbage. Anyway, <laughs> um, that so someone actually asked Hickman whether that was true and uh wait do you remember what he said in the article he just said he didn't deny anything about the threesome the thruple sure but i think he 
did he just i think he just was like i'm you know I, rising i think he's taking me. i think he took it as seriously as i'm taking this right now yeah but, but I, I think this is some jamoke stood up and yeah i love that this is like these are quite these are the questions that are going to be asked when i feel like if he just asked is wolverine and cyclops have they had anal sex like i would I think that's the more upfront question that he might have been more inclined to answer. Look, let's let's break this down for everybody. I think where we're going here, I think all mutants are poly. That's what I think. I think honestly, I think Hickman. Like, what about all the romances? I think Hickman was like, if you're a mutant, you're poly. That's basically what's up. That's what mutant sex is. We're redefining mutant religion. We're redefining mutant culture. All of it. We're including mutant sex in the whole equation. Everybody fucks everybody. Yeah, we're the. They're like we're, mutants are the bonobos and humans are the chimpanzees. <laughs> they're the bonobos. Yeah, and not the men's and not the chic men's clothing store. No. Have you bought things from that store? I buy a lot from bonobos. My boyfriend is obsessed with it. I think he just likes that. Like, oh, we're actually going to custom make it for you. And I feel it's all a lie. I feel like they're just like, oh, get this size. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I've never custom made anything. I'm oh, like, really? can I have Despite a medium sent to my house? Oh, no. no he went sent. and they, no, they did his neck and his arms and they they like were like, nope, we're sending the specific one exactly to fit you. Oh, my God. It was a dress short with like unicorns on it. Oh, my God. That's such a big bonobos. gay. And fashionable. Mm-hmm. Which some gays aren't. All right. Anyway, uh, two dick Wolverine. Listen, this is – wait, can we – you and I could teach a workshop on how to come up with better questions yeah. at yeah. conventions and how to avoid wanting the spotlight when you're doing so. Yeah, exactly. Um, but seriously, do you think Wolverine has two dicks? No. Yeah, here's the, so this because is what this happens is how when- it works. Wolverine is putting his wiener in Jean while Cyclops is putting his dick in Wolverine. That's how that works, dummies, or vice versa. That's how it works, dummies, or- or they're spit roasting Jean. We don't while looking each other in the eyes. We yeah. don't know. While she's floating. Well, she, we up. do know. She's no, she's literally laying there and like oh no God. one is moving and she's moving their bodies. Yeah. In and out. She's of like her. they're like a giant letter H floating around the sky. Yes. And I love it. I love it. Um, I love this it. is what happens when straight people this is what happens when the straights finally catch on that all the mutants are fucking. They're like, oh, what does he have? Two dicks, one for Gene, one for Scott. <laughs> Straight people, no. beat it. Get your head around sexual nuance. Go suck a dick. And then suck a dick. Yeah. And then there's other news. There's a new real news. There's a new crossover event, which I find kind of ridiculous since everything Why? pretty much takes place in Krakoa. It's all a crossover. Like everything's we don't kind know. of a crossover event in a way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but those gates, those gates lead to so many places. Yeah, but this is like this is supposed to be like this is like the extinction agenda of 2020. Is that what That's this is right. supposed to be? That's exactly what this is. This is the inferno of 2020. Um. And I think Inferno might have a little something to do with it. At C2E2, the ex-staff announced a big epic crossover starting in July called Ten of Swords. Ten spelled like Powers of Ten. Oh, I thought it was X of Swords. It's Ten of Swords. That's a tarot card. Mm-hmm. The Ten of Swords is a tarot card, just like those tarot cards that we saw about, like, the Tower and the Cardinal, and we'll talk about that later on. All right. 
Um, but the best part about it is that every X-Men has a sword. And this is like, it just, it's the beautiful in between of this is so freaking stupid and this rules. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm obsessed with it. Well, but here's the thing. Now that I like it, now that you said Ten of Swords, you know, I read tarot cards. I didn't. I did not know that. Yes, I've read them since I was 12. Will you do mine? Right now? No. Does, is that a thing? No, but not now. I've never done it over the phone. <gasps> Can we do it over like Zoom? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been reading them since I was 12. An old gypsy woman gave me my deck. No, that's just kidding. I found oh. them in Key West, uh, a deck in Key West, and I thought the pictures were pretty. So I bought them to draw them. But then I read how to do it. And every time I read someone's like fortune, they freaked out how accurate it was. And now my thing is where I just get super high and I read it for people. And I have never, I've probably read hundreds of people and I have never once had a person that was not like amazed. And I don't even think I'm that's, psychic. I don't know what's going on. That's incredible. On. I don't think you're psychic but Do you either. know what the 10 of swords is? I was just going to ask. Ruin. It's the card oh, no. of ruin. It's the card of defeat. Oh no so interesting interesting slightly um, more interesting is that each character has got a sword that matches their personality no i don't mean to bring this back to 2002 but when i saw this picture do it Fear i was itself. like this is so gay <laughs> oh stop like but the bad um, gay like oh i love it it's so, it's campy it's so i hate it Oh, you're going to love it. Shut up. And you're going to be obsessed with who has what sword. Hey, well, first of all, that's... Hi, I'm Iceman, and I've got an ice sword. That's right. And then, of course, uh, Nightcrawler has his pirate sword, which he has used, so I'm okay with that. Apocalypse has a scimitar, which he has used. Uh, Is that iBoy? iBoy has an iBoy sword. We don't know the story. Who's that person? Is that Blindfold? No, it's um, Gorgon. Oh, Gorgon. And then, what's that Marauder's name? Scalp Hunter. He has an, Hunter a har- has a he has a harpoon. Oh, it's a no, harpoon. he has a harpoon. It's an affront because the harpoon is the one that hurt everybody back when the Mara- during the mutant massacre. Right. The fact that Scalp Hunter has a harpoon, it's insulting to me. It's offensive. But isn't Scalp Hunter and Harpoon two different people? Why doesn't Harpoon yes. have the Harpoon? Because they haven't brought Harpoon back that I know of. Ugh. Anyway, we also have fucking Rachel Gray with her dumb, that dumb Phoenix sword. The rise and fall of the Shi'ar Empire sword. Psylocke has her swords, which is fine. But why is her swords, why are her, her swords not, um, why? So I always hate it. Why does sometimes she have real swords and other times she just has telekinetic swords? Well, Betsy Braddock proper is using the telekinetic sword. But then Psylocke could still be using telekinetic katanas. Yeah, I I don't think she does, though. I think she uses katanas. Okay. All right. That's Quanin's jam. That's what she likes to do. She likes to put on some psychic butterfly wings with her real swords. All I know is it's... And then uh, Cyclops has, like, a a ruby quartz photon beam sword. Oh, well... Storm has a lightning sword. I love it. I think I read that Corsair gave Cyclops that sword at some point. Ugh. <laughs> oh, please. 
I just, this is how I want the X-Men introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like, the X-Men have swords. We all have who? swords. I hate who are, it. Who are the X-Men? Who cares they have swords? Ugh. I know why. I just picture a bunch of white, straight dudes being like, what's crossover range? Sure. What if like, all the X-Men, like, are, bear with me, had swords? Yeah. Well. Like, this is what I'm picturing, and it grosses me out. My understanding is that this one was sh- named, if if not shaped, at least named by Teeny Howard. Well, Teeny Howard was like, are we really doing this? Fine. Just at least let me. Fine. Call it Ten of Swords. Let <laughs> me figure it out so it's not fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Who's the person next to Rachel? Ugh, I don't have it open. Why are you going to make me research? But there's you a guy know. who has like a mask on. And... Is he on the right side? He's on the left side. He looks like a knight. I don't know the who guy that with wings? is. No, that's Angel. Not no, that's not. That's one of the um, children of the Adam. Oh, God. don't even get me started on the children of the Adam. Oh, you're gonna. It's gonna be your favorite book. Maybe. I don't know. I've been proven wrong before. But right now, I just want to hate everything. I want to hate everything, Brett. I'm going to hate a lot of things. And that's a preview of things to come. It's Captain Britain. What's wrong with you? Captain Britain is not a mutant. What is he doing there? He's he's got a sword. Look, Douglock. Douglock has got a... uh, A warlock sword? A warlock sword. What the hell? Armor (gasps) Armor just has an armor sword? She just made a sword with her armor. And then Wolverine, you have claws. Why do you need a sword, Wolverine? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not new. It's dumb. I don't like it. Are you mad? Are you getting angry? <laughs> it's, it's more a mess up. Yes. Look, I told you House of X was going to be amazing. I'm telling you, Ten of Swords <laughs> is going to be amazing. Oh, my God. All right. But listen, don't hold your breath. <gasps> Cue the music. Oh, oh, oh yeah. We have a lot Shoo-ba to get And we are just going to power um, through this. Everybody, welcome to Waiting to Exhale, yeah. our segment where we cover this past week's X-Men books. And there were a lot of them. There were five. <gasps> five, like in the X-Men. The five. Mm. So, um... Let's start with that New Mutants, shall we? All right. So this was Ed Brisson, right? Yeah. This is Ed Brisson. This is kind of back where we have left space, and we're kind of back with the armor and and, um, Maxine and Minon group. Boom, boom. And And this time, Magma's joined the fray. And is it just me, or no one has ever figured out what Magma's deal is? Everyone has tried to be like, maybe we're going to make her like this. And now she's basically just like, she's a nothing. She's she's a nothing. She used to be kind of bratty and being like, I don't understand how phones work because I thought it was ancient Rome in Brazil, which I <laughs> still great. don't understand at all. Yeah. And what I thought that it, they, didn't they say that world didn't exist anymore, Nova Roma? It. It was supposed to be, it was revealed that it never existed. It was an illusion by Celine. And then somehow it was like, no, it did exist. The illusion, the illusion was that it was an illusion. 
I'm hoping they're just being revealed so the whole thing can just be burned to the ground. Oh my god. I'm over it. I think it's done. No, they need to put a gate there. Fine, whatever. This whole issue was bad. It was because Mag. I was like, Magma, I don't get who you are. Is this how Magma acts? Because remember that last run of New Mutants in like 2010? Yeah, uh, Andy. Definitely. And that magma was like super angry. And then she like started dating Mephisto, like the, what was it? Like son of Satan or something. She was like dating somebody from hell. And she's all like, Oh, I'm mm-hmm. bad. I'm dating someone from hell. Cause I have fire power. I'm bad. And Everyone, now I'm just like, who is this person? I mean, boom, boom. We all fun. have our, and stop. Trying we to have our bad armor girl face. Happen. Armor's boring. I would have rather armor, it just been boom, boom, just been boom, boom by yourself. That would have been way more interesting. Armor's the responsible one. Ugh. You have to have a rock. Um, I just feel like she's the character has has just changed ever since. Um, Vex. Whose character? Donna Vex. Armor. She's just uh, more. She's like a lot more like leader. You know, yeah. like I never really pictured Armor as like like the Danny Moonstar of a group. You know, but she she very much is these days. <sighs> Which is great. Hey, it's great character growth. You found your leadership. Good. Found your voice. Love it. I love it. Who do you think these monsters? Where do you think these monsters are? It was some like person made them. Some lady at the end. So I like. We did lady? see these monsters. We saw these monsters in Marauders. Um, they had cut to them in like Marauders number one. Um, so I like that consistency. And I don't know. It's, it's like I think we introduced a new villain. We got enough. We don't have enough because all the villains are good now. No, we how. X-Men, just the X-Men comic alone now has like seven different villains. We have enough. Good. Good. They're creating the new universe. I love it. Okay, fine. Let's stop talking about one because that one was bad. Okay, sorry. Let's get to a better um, one. X-Force. X-Force. Like, m- minusculely better. <laughs> I don't know. I'm better. on my period. I'm just like, fuck on this shit. Oh, I can't wait till we get to Fantastic Four. <sighs> so... um. Here we are in X Force, and we finally get like, d- did they have sex? Do you think it's implied that they had sex? I keep, Colossus I feel like they keep, Domino? they keep actively not having sex. Yeah, Colossus and Domino. But Colossus is getting real dark. He's like, hey, let's go out in the water, and I'll hold on to you. Then I'll turn to steel, and then we'll drown, and then we'll come back. Kinky. I'm like, what Ooh. the fuck? I told you this was going to start happening. The suicides. I'm just going to fucking. Kill I want. Myself. I want somebody to have like a dying fetish and I want it to be Colossus. Yeah. And then Kitty will like try to stop him. And then he's like, no, you could have had all of this and you didn't. Speaking of all of this, he's very large. Yeah. Large and in charge. He's he's very large. I can't picture this Colossus and this Domino having sex. Um, Take a lot of luck. I was just about to say, I was like, she's lucky. (laughs) So this book, yeah, it's it's an adventure between the two of them, mostly. And it looks like she destroyed all the other dominoes. Like, they're all dead now. Yeah, and every time she does, she gets a little bit of her luck back. Yes, but she didn't get all of her luck back because then they crash the freight train or whatever that all of them were on and she fucking dies. Oh my but god, they killed Domino. You <laughs> bastards. <laughs> They're dying a lot. Yeah, well now it's just like, eh, and then and then they died. All right, whatever. 
But she was like, you need to make sure I remember my pain when I come back. I want to remember my pain. Dying's my fetish. Me too, Tovarish. And she's going to get her lovely uh, skin back. What's that movie, Crash? Not the one that won um, the Oscar, but the one that the was about- The one with James Spader yeah, and Holly and Hunter. Holly Hunter. That's when, a like, Cronenberg movie. That movie- They get off on car so accidents. Good. Now, because here, I remember watching this movie and was watching with two dumb cunts that, well, they're, I'm friends with them, but I mean, that I went to school with. And they're like, oh my God, this is dumb. And I was like, this- is hot. And I remember turning to my one friend and I'm like, if they're so into car crashes, it wouldn't matter if it was boy or girl. It wouldn't, they would do gay stuff too. And then James Spader and the one guy start making out in a car. And I was like, I am here for this. Now I have to just say one other thing about the movie crash before you make your point. There was one part that totally took me out of it. And I specifically remember James Spader had a sex scene with his wife and she was making him reenact the car crash and talk about the sex with the dude. And she kept being like, so then did he kiss you? And he's like, yes. She's like, and then did he touch your anus? Did you touch his anus? And I'm like, ew, who says anus during sex? Stop saying anus. It's so clinical. I know. I just, I distinctly remember that. That's a really good movie though. <laughs> so, that I want Colossus and Domino to become like a couple addicted to dying. Yes. Yes. They just, they can only get off if they die together. But that's, wasn't Colossus supposed to be part of X-Force the whole time? Wasn't he in like the original like picture and lineup? Wasn't he there? Yeah. I guess it's just a slow build to get him there. Okay. Well, let's get back to some Quentin choir. Yeah. Not enough Quentin. Yeah. All right. And it, it was good, but it didn't have enough Quentin. Yeah. I I think they should put Gwenpool on the team. Isn't she a mutant now, technically? No. Is yeah. she? Yeah, no. at the end of the Gwenpool miniseries. She made herself <gasps> oh, a mutant. Awesome. Because she can change oh, her reality. It. And in reality, she's like, why do I do this? She's like, well, I know. I'll just make myself a mutant. And she made herself a mutant off panel and then showed up in Krakoa. And that's kind of how it ended. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, right? Um, okay, well, enough of that fucking book. Now, let's get on to... Fantastic Four. Business. Fantastic Four. Okay, everyone has to... Everyone better lighten up, first of all. (laughs) Um, Sue Storm is not here to play. Sue Storm is here to speak to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) She is fucking pissed off off and also i would say they got their way the fantastic four broke into krakoa and got into the quiet count like into the head thing very easily i think they should be highly disturbed they're the first family my friend (laughs) they're they're no joke they're the fantastic four i know but i'm just like if they breach that like you need to relook at your shit because they were just like oh we're here we've been here the whole damn time but then he's like oh well they don't even have frank on they're like who cares let's fuck shit up <laughs> Who cares? Hit him. Yeah, right? Yeah, it was a little nuts. It was very violent. Yeah, they're all fighting each other. I wish there was more of like, I'm fighting you, Iceman, but it's like, you know Ice. Like, Iceman was on the team, apparently. Like, you all know each other. Like, I sometimes I wish there was a little bit more of the. I don't know. I still I, love it. I, I love it, though. It's good. It's fine. Sue Storm is really bothered. Like her whole thing of like, oh, do you think that my son's better than my daughter? Like, 
Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, cool, we're not, cool your tits we're not down. Framing, yeah, we're not framing we never the said that, that We never said that. But technically, hey, yes. <laughs> but yes. Also, I'll tell you who said something when Cyclops yeah. said, uh, absolutely not. You know me, Miss Frost. I live to serve. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh I, they are so much fun. Yeah. And she's like, are you getting fucked by Wolverine tonight or can you fuck me tonight? And he's like, I don't know. Oh my know. god. Oh you my tell god, me. the fan fiction. <laughs> the fan fiction that I could be writing right now. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, uh, Kitty Pride is off at a weird Latveria island of their own yeah. mutants. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he has his own mutants on a separate island, which is very weird. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to fix Franklin. I can fix him. And then Kitty Pride, Kate Pride's is just like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> She's like, okay. Well, because he doom saved Kitty's life once. You know, they do, and that they was interesting that. where he was like, do you understand how much I did to save your life and how much I studied you? He's like, I understand your powers more than any other person. <gasps> ooh, ooh. When I read that, I was like, ooh, is this a little seed into her coming back? Like, is there going to be something about her powers uh-huh. that allows her to survive? Is this yeah. our first clue? Maybe. <gasps> Maybe. Interesting. Maybe, Maybe Doom is going to revive her. He's like, I've always liked the girl. Um, yeah, but then in the end, Doom is building, are those Doombot Sentinels? What were those? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's not a good thing. No. So, but you know, we what, what, what more do you expect of Doom? Like, I don't know. Sometimes he's a good guy. But he's always ready for the double cross. You know, that's kind of like comes in, you know, he's always out for, you know, Doom number one. <laughs> So, Doom is only looking out for Doom. Rule number, <laughs> rule number one of the Marvel Universe. Doom is only looking out for Doom. The He's looking out for one man, Doom. But that's the interesting thing is it is going to be fascinating. Do you think Franklin is going to get his powers fixed? <sighs> I feel like Franklin's going to be taken off the board. Really? Why? Because he's too powerful? Yeah, one last thing to worry about. Hmm. I don't know. Or you know what? I would live fully restored, happily ever after, and uh, he's him and Proteus start start hanging out. And Proteus is like, "You're my understudy." Well, that's what if they bring him? Yeah, I was gonna say they bring him in to to help with the five. <sighs> Interesting. And maybe he's like, "Oh, we need your help to do this." And then how they said when they do it, they like suddenly need to do it. And like they have to be together all the time, mm-hmm. and he gets like sucked into all of that. Hmm. Anyway, I love where it's going. I'm super excited for it. I love it. I'm super excited. It's going to be um, interesting how it ends. Ah. Oh. And and now, <laughs> which of these two glorious masterpieces do we talk about next? I think we have to talk about X Men at the very end. Because it kind of sets. We the absolutely have yeah. to. Let's talk about giant-sized X-Men, Jean Grey, and Emma Frost, which basically is a complete reimagining of the Grant Morrison silent issue run. Do you remember the New other X-Men silent 121. issue? Because I didn't. I forgot that it was every issue was. Silent yeah, no, it was. It was. It was uh, company wide. 
Uh, I remember thinking that I remember thinking and hearing and reading that Grant Morrison's new X-Men one was the only one that was effective. Yeah. I agree. Um, I will say they set up a lot of parallels in the beginning and the end. Um, mm-hmm. They actually are just mimicking the exact same. It's like a shot for shot, shot for remake shot. with, but it's like with Gus some Van very doing psycho with Anne Heche. Exactly. But he added masturbation sounds. That was the only change he made. And I would argue that here they add some masturbation sounds because the difference in body language between our four characters in the beginning, Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean, Emma, it tells a story <laughs> of like how the relationship has grown over time if you compare it to the original. Wait, Morrison. what do you mean by masturbation sounds? In Psycho, that was the only change Gus Van Zandt made. Oh, was, I thought you meant the X Giant says X Men. There, there was only masturbation sounds. <laughs> well, metaphorically, because characters have shown that they're much yes. more comfortable well, and familiar with one another. So basically, and it's the same thing. I love how it's it's what is it called? Silence. Silence was the name of the original issue. issue Silence. Telepathic. Telepathic rescue in progress. In progress, like and this is the same title. Surgery just in Krakoan. Yeah. Um, Storm basically passes out, her nose is bleeding, and Emma and Jean need to venture into her brain to see what's going on. And here is where we see it's the exact same thing, but here is what is different. Instead of Jean kissing Cyclops goodbye, she kisses Wolverine goodbye, and then Cyclops puts his hand on Wolverine's shoulder. Yep. While Jean looks at the both of them lovingly. They are so in love also, with each other. Also, in the original Morrison run, Emma mm-hmm. is looking back at them coldly, like, wait, like, Jean, hurry up. Here, she's waiting patiently and with extends her hand, her hand out, and out to Jean. Her hand. And, and then takes Jean, her hand. Isn't Jean is the one that goes, shh? But yeah, this time it's Emma. Emma goes because they're all four of them are all in love with each other yeah wouldn't it be funny if they went into storm's brain and then she's like y'all what you guys got going on is sick (laughs) 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 what you got going on is real sick um so they go into storm's brain uh i mean let's talk about russell donovan's art it's great it is the most Gorgeous. This this swirling combination of Jean and Emma's powers as they go into Storm's mind. Mm-hmm. But the best part, as like surreal and wonderful as it is and colorful, is their facial expressions. Yeah. How he is able to capture such nuanced emotion in and, and show the difference between these two women with no dialogue. It, it and so clearly it's so palatable. It ugh, so good. So they run into these a, a pair of lions, and the lions are like, "How the fuck do you know Storm?" Basically, <laughs> yeah. and they're kind of like, "In now, do the lions ask if they're friends, or are they saying they're friends?" I think like Jean is friends. So yeah, she's, I think Jean, Jean is, is like, "We're friends." Now that's the thing. These lions. Who are these lions? Is this almost like this? Feels very like Wakanda. Ask, it does. It right? does. It, it does harken back to like the whole of the land Panther, of the dead. Yeah, yeah. It feels much like that. And this is. But it also, 
It also feels like the tower from the original Grant Morrison. When they go into the um, Xavier's tower, here instead it's that big tree. Yeah. The baobab, is that how you say it? I have um, no idea. But yeah, here, so I, I, it is very close to Black Panther, but I do appreciate the uh, parallel And then aesthetic. she's like, no, we're friends. And Jean Grey shows the <gasps> Mark Silvestri, one of my from favorite Inferno. panels from Inferno. Issue 242, and I know it because it's my favorite issue of all time, of when they finally reunite since she came back to life. And they, uh, it is good to see you. <laughs> Aww. And, and that then... makes Storm's psychic defenses in the form of a lion smile. And then the, the lioness looks at Emma and goes, and you? And, then and Emma shows her to... the cover of Marauders 8. <laughs> No, that's not the cover. Wait, is that the cover? Of Mar- I thought that was... Um... No, I thought that's like an old X-Men thing. Remember when Storm oh. had that wore the White Queen's outfit and like X-Men won... When they switch bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I guess Marauders 8 is a is a parody of... Exactly. Take but this is, that, she's that showing cover. this being like, well, we kind of didn't get along for a while. Well, we switch bodies. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've been in here before. <laughs> And they're like, no. And, and so no, no good. The lions turn into a snake and they just start beating the shit out of Emma. And so Which is another is parallel. Yeah. Another parallel when Emma got attacked, you know, and like had to fight her way out with Jean's help. Yeah. She turns into diamond form. But punches uh, a snake. Eventually, Jean Grey just rips the whole thing apart. And uh, and they end up riding a butterfly elephant to the ba- Baobab. Mm-hmm. How are you saying it? I can't remember. I've only seen it written. And uh, they walk into start walking up the steps inside this magic tree. Um. And uh, and then Storm's face is like a lot. It's just it's an acid trip, basically. If you don't, it's very surreal. They're going deeper acid. and deeper into into Storm. Well, hey, one thing I love is that yeah. Storm basically attacks them um, with her own the thing she fears the most. So they oh, go through the spaces, the burial. She's yeah, yes. yeah, they get buried alive. So I love that Storm's brain is is like fighting off infection with its own greatest fears. I thought that was really cool. And finally, they get to storm and and they get to it's she's like kind of in an egg and inside the egg there's all this kind of electronic stuff kind of almost like warlocky um mm-hmm. and there's circuitry like metal machine what's going on and then there's like a krakoan flower but it also um when they try to lift it up it's like all circuitry connects connected to it and that was one just like her like emma like Touch, like pulling yes. her glove to lift it up it's just yeah so... and, she, and her like fuck it face her yeah. like eh, might as well <laughs> and so they good. finally pull storm out of this egg thing but then her skin falls off and she's just a fucking robot with a, with a countdown a countdown which and then, then she lightnings the words save me yeah. Which is like it's very beautifully desperate. Like it's it's yeah. a real it's drawn like a real cry for help, so much so that Jean is just like overcome with compassion and yeah. even Emma is is like shocked out of it. Yeah, Emma's like, and oh, this is not this is fucked up. This is this is serious. Like I love Jean immediately embracing Storm and with Emma, Emma standing comes over. Down and hugs her too. Yes, yes. And then wow, it's such a nice touch. 
and Cyclops are just sitting right next to each other. Do you remember instead what of across from each other? Across from each other, and Scott had earbuds in. Yeah, and now here they're next to each other, giving each other support. <gasps> and Logan other. is even Logan is even picking and smelling a flower. Yeah, and that's when we finally get some words. There's some bit words in the very beginning when they find Storm, but where it's the exact same thing, where it's where it ends with "We ought to talk." The children of the vault gave Storm a machine virus that's going to kill her in the next thirty days. We ought to talk. Now is that? Yeah. Can, can just, I mean, and the talk is: Do we just? All right, we just let her die, and then bring her back. Because <laughs> right, we can done. do that now. <laughs> and then we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if that is what happened. So, the, so this is the beginning of a, a multi-year plan for Storm. Hickman said that. We said that last episode. So um, I wonder a if lot this of- machine thing is this. This is like the. How is this going to affect her? Because he said, right. "Yeah, this is going to affect her for years." Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. All right. That leads us to X-Men number seven. And this is where they're Holy kind of shit. like, all right, we're going to go there. We're And because I kept asking questions like, what about this? What about this? What happens with these people? What about the people who lost their powers? What about these people? You know what I mean? I was like, what, 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 what? And Hickman's like, oh, here, 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 here are the answers. And we start. Or just here's an acknowledgement that we all have a ton of questions about this. Yeah. And, uh, and we start with one melody. I thought melody was dead, but apparently she was just depowered. She was depowered and she almost died. She was saved by beasts. She jumped off the fucking roof. But her brother died. Yeah. Josh was killed by the, um, purifiers right yes and but he is here but he's there but he's there and it's the whole family is back and that's when i was like oh that's right she doesn't have her powers so i think that's the thing is when they said no more mutants are you still you're still mutant enough to cross through the gate i find that interesting or maybe they just they brought her through Hmm. yeah humans can go through with a companion with permission and they're basically keep talking about the crucible the crucible it, it the like, tension what? that they're building for this thing the mystery like what everyone's just like during a lull in conversation yeah crucibles today oh and it's like oh yeah. they have to read that dumb play <laughs> about the, about the bre- the the thinly Goody veiled Proctor. metaphor Is that for Goody Proctor? yeah that, but it was all a thinly Letter. veiled metaphor for com- for the communist for like communism uh, the McCarthy era communism. <laughs> well, I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. Anyway, um, so she's basically like so so here's so they keep talking about the Crucible, the Crucible. Who's got the Crucible? Like I feel like <laughs> well, Sc- let's talk about it? Scott and Lo- let's talk about Scott and Logan's conversation. Um, cause these two smell of sex. Yeah. Okay. So he walks up and it's almost like he's saying, why aren't you in bed, baby? What you can't sleep? Bed, baby? So it's matter? kind of like, you can't sleep. He walked out because he's like, Hey, you're not in bed with us. And this is where it gets crazy. Um, 
can we just sit here like men, drink our coffee, and enjoy a quiet moment for once instead of having sex? See, that's what I'm reading. Yeah, instead of the opposite, which is screaming like, yeah, everything. fucking like rabbits. But then he talks about going on vacation. Here's where it is. The scenery at that place is something else. And, he, and Scott goes, it sure is. And then Wolverine says, genie in a bikini. And then Scott says, Scott in a Speedo. Does Wolverine say, fuck you? Does Wolverine say, gross? No, he just says, well, who could say no to that? What the fuck? Ah! <laughs> Francis, my but, dreams are coming true. It's, it's unreal. Like the, um, uh, even Wolverine saying, can't we sit here? And it's italicized like men. There's even a little bit of like Logan's own self-loathing biphobia yeah. coming out a little bit. Because that's the thing is, which, he, which you know just what it makes is? it more real to me. But Wolverine and Cyclops, they always fought. They never got along. They were always at odds. And most of it does stem from he hated that he had Gene. And that was yeah. the weird thing is the he realized the only way he can have Gene is if he has Scott too. And it solved everything. And he that kind of freaks him out. It freaks him out that everything is solved. He literally has everything he wants. He, and he's never had that before. And can we also say after Wolverine says, who could say, well, who could say no to that? Scott just says, great. Great. But Wolverine doesn't want this to go. This vacation to is being... This vacation is yeah. being very hyped up. I, I demand this vacation happen soon. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to him saying to Rachel when he's hanging out with yeah. Rachel and Cable. I'll take you. Know, you. We should go to we should go to Chandler. What if that whole thing is just Rachel finding out that they're all fucking and then she freaks she out? She knows. And then he like chops up her body and they hide and they're like, oh, she just went to space. So you don't have to reincarnate her. And she's <laughs> she gone just forever. Went to space. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally what's gonna happen uh, but anyway um, Wolverine anyway. is like I'm not gonna go to the Crucible I just don't wanna be I don't wanna and be he's like, part of it and it looks like you're asking Cyclops uh, for someone to tell you that like the Crucible's fine it's okay it's the moral thing to do it's the right thing to do I'm not that guy go, go talk to a priest and Scott says you know what I think I am so he goes to talk to Kurt and but on the way, an interesting thing. <laughs> what? He goes like, "Hello, Douglas." Sees Doug with Krakoa and Warlock, and then he's like, "Wait, what?" And he looks back, and Doug is just by himself. And also, Doug does not have the Warlock arm when Warlock is sitting next to him, and then suddenly Doug is back. What? Does anyone and know Warlock. what Krakoa says? No, because that's not um. That's like Krakoa's own, the one that only Cypher can speak. Well. But it is, there's a little bit of like horror vibe here. Little creepy. Yeah, something weird's going on. Something weird's going on. Warlock smiling like that was (laughs) super creepy. But Doug's behavior, like he's just icy cool, like, oh, hi. Yeah. Um, no, 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 everything's good. Yeah, Kurt's over there. Okay, bye-bye. And then we get to Kurt, and they're talking about how there's this, like, weird temple tower. 
that's part of Krakoa that no one can get into. But Kurt says that he can teleport into it. What do you think is the significance of this? I, it, it, mystery. Um, that there's a, it, evidently there's like a subjective heaven inside of the building, which mm-hmm. gives one of faith pause. I think it's, it, it, and I go back to House of X number one, where we saw the tarot card of this tower and a tarot card of Cardinal next to it. The, yeah. it this is all the beginning of an, of a mutant religion. And it, it stems from this tower, which is this growing out of Krakoa naturally? Was this created like back during the apocalypse days? Like, what is this? Which life, which of Mora's lives was, uh, were all the people that like the, who was the person that had like Colossus and kitties and where was all the chimeras? What is that what they were called? No. Is that what they were called? Chimeras. Chimeras. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Which life was that? Was that the apocalypse life? No. Was it? Uh, Yeah. I think that was like nine. Okay. So that's the thing is they start talking about things that are kind of referencing things that might happen in the future. And I'm wondering if Myra is like, I feel like Myra, do you think Myra is down for that to happen or feels it shouldn't happen? Well, they ultimately because we've them. seen later, and and that uh, it's which comic was it? It was it wasn't even in an X Men comic. I feel when Sinister revealed that he's going to do his own shit. Yeah, that was in like a um, uh, that was in Incoming. Incoming, yeah, where he's like, "All right, you said that I can't clone people that are already cloned, but what if I just clone make new humans from mm-hmm. other people?" You know, so he's like, so they're already doing that, and I wonder if Myra is like, we shouldn't be doing that, or we should. I'm very interested in that yeah it seems like the concept though was just born in this timeline right now yeah because people like during are now, this philosophical yeah the wills people are writing wills and now the wills are not what do you want to give other people when you die your will is how do you want to come back and we yeah. and we've had the things with domino where it's like when i come back i don't want to remember this with my life when i come back i but now people are like i want to come back i want to be in this body which right now is not allowed Right, and right. can we but just a lot of, also a lot of people are demanding it that they also still they have fully demonized the Scarlet Witch. She is a well. I want to talk about that. That's it's to me. It's important when you're building a culture. What certainly when you're when this when you're in an issue about building a religion, you need a myth. You need myth making. Yeah. Um, you need to base your faith on these stories of lore and because of past actions the scarlet witch is the lucifer of krakoa of whatever religion whatever faith whatever belief system is taking hold she is cast in the satan role um which like she's literally being demonized yes in but but in myth in story like i don't think this is ever going to turn into like krakoa deciding they need to go beat up the scarlet witch like she's a symbol of something that's very necessary when you're doing what they're doing. But what is going to fucking happen? She's going to show up at some point. And that's going to be crazy. Yeah, now that Marvel has got Fox back, I mean, I'm thinking Pietro and Wanda will be mutants again shortly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but this uh, Exodus talking to the kids was fascinating to me. Like just for them to cover their ears, like pretender, pretender, like these rituals born out of story. It's just so fascinating. It's so good to me. I love it. So then it's back to Cyclops and then he's kind of asking Kurt, like, hey, how did you come up with all, with doing this crucible thing at the Quiet Council? And he's like, didn't you talk to Emma? Didn't you talk to Jean? And he's like, ah. He's kind of like, I almost kind of don't want to hear it from them. I I'm too scared to yeah. kind of know how they agreed to do this. Yeah. And Kurt's just like, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> so I, yeah. I would have loved to be a whole, like a, a fly on the wall listening to this and what we do is we get there almost every person in Krakoa is just gathering around just to see it's like an arena fight and yeah and it, by the way yeah on the old map of Krakoa from early issues like House of X early um, when they showed you like all the different locations on the Krakoan island then it's even it was in there the arena is next to the Magnus Arbor I think it's called where they resurrect like those two things are right next to each other. Right. Even back then. Yeah. So when did, when was Melody, was Melody with the new X-Men? Was that when Yeah, she like when up? they were, yeah, when they were like all those different teams, like, were ton, like when they Mercury, turned it into like. All that stuff. Yeah, and. It was like extended though, when like like Gambit had a squad and yeah, Emma had the Hellions. All she can do like is everybody fly. had a team. Like that's all she yeah. does is fly. That's, she doesn't have telekinesis, yeah. right? I don't think so. But here it turns out that she basically has to battle Apocalypse for the right to be resurrected. For the right to be resurrected, and that's the thing is, so it's so to stop people from committing just committing suicide, which I'm still like, hey, if you really want to die, just fucking commit suicide. But maybe they have a rule like if you just kill yourself, we're not going to resurrect you then. I mean, maybe they have yeah. a rule with that. But it's like you actually have to fight to get resurrected. If you want to be resurrected, then fight for it. And there's poor Sam and uh, Paige are just having to sit there. And Josh. And, and watch their sister basically get murdered by Apocalypse. Basically get beat to death. Basically watch their sister get beat to death by Apocalypse. I will say he did this with a, a what's the phrase? A iron glove wrapped in velvet glove or cast in iron or whatever. The, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was very empowering everything he said to her and it was very like um it's kind of like are you sure you want to do this he's giving her out yeah he's he, giving, he her, giving her out and at the same time kurt and cyclops are just like hey by the way what happens to our souls though like i'm a priest like i believe we have souls what happened to our souls when we died in space when we were resurrected are those are we really us are we us do we have souls and and cyclops answers he's like this is the first time i really felt like myself like, hey, what does that mean? There's a line. If this I'm is a, wrong, I don't want to be right. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bisexual bottom, and I got to tell you, I've never been happier. Yeah. I wonder if they were... Yeah, I guess, were they fucking before the mission? Hmm. Oh, boy. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack in this. Um, the, you know, obviously, Sam, in typical Sam Guthrie fashion... Says, I can't take it anymore, and like goes to rush the fight, but is stopped 
you know, by skin. Yeah. And Apocalypse murders Melody. Like, she just fights to the end. Yeah. To prove that she wants. She really does want to be mutant again. And then here's where Kurt mentions some people not only want to be with different bodies, but it's like why why some people want to combine bodies. Why not two? Why not three? And then that's where it's like the chimeras. Is that how you say chimera? Chim chim chiri? I think it's chimera. Chimera? Chimera. I just read a meme um, where if you write negative two, negative two plus equal sign, it's the beat to, of a, of a chim chimney tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the pronunciation. Oh, wait, hold on one sec. Give me, give me this. Chimera. 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 That's what I said. Uh, I, okay. Oh sorry, my God. It is, it is with a, a That was so condescending. K. It is with a solid K. Chi- Chimera. Kai, Mir. Listen to how condescending this guy is. Chimera. Kai, Mir. Uh. Okay. Like, I got it when you said Chimera. Kai, Mir. Uh. He's a bot. Like, what a bossy bottom. What a bossy bottom like Cyclops. <laughs> um, oh, the crucibles today. But then... Uh, it's so creepy because it just cuts to black after she dies. And then it just cuts right to her coming out of the egg crying. And then she's so just, happy. But that's the, it's also, they pick the perfect person because her powers are flight. Yes. And she just starts to float off the ground with her powers for a second. I was like, whatever powers aren't back. And that's the whole thing, but no, it worked. And then she just fucking flies into the heavens and everyone's just looking like, look at her. Everyone's like, oh, it's She's so back. spiritual and angelic. And-, and and Kurt is like, I have to start my own mutant so religion. So that is, I, I really think that might be my favorite end to an, like an X-Men issue in a really, really long time. There's something so just iconic about the lines, yes, yes it is. Scott, yeah, I think I need to start my own mutant religion. <laughs> it's, it's just so iconic. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of X-Men. Oof. It's, a, it's just some deep X-Men. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially once they get into the release. The, and when are they releasing the... the I guess that's X Factor. When the X Factor comes out, all yes. of that shit, all that weird shit of dying and suicides and people missing and keeping track of that shit, that's going to be so fucking good. You know who I really wish they would have write X Factor? You know who? Who? Peter David. It's Leah Williams, so I'll take her. Oh, no, and I'm sure she'll do great, but Peter David knows those characters. And if anyone would have a fuck, no, they probably wouldn't give it to him because he'd have too much of a field day. Knows what characters? Lorna. Um, who else? Is Lorna. There? That's it. That's it. Lorna. Whatever. He'd be great. He'd be great. Don't fuck with Peter David. Meh. He's my favorite. I hate you. Old. Old I news. I hate you. Fucking the future, bitch. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get critical. 
Cue the music. Critical, critical. I want to get critical of some TV shows. All right. So last week, uh, Brett talked about The Outsider. Which not I The Outsiders, out- not Pony Boy and Tom Cruise. The Outsider. And the outsider. this is my new, this is like the new me and my boyfriend. This is like our new show. <gasps> Does Joe get scared? Oh, I'll tell you about this. I will tell you about what happened. <laughs> First of all, we're watching it. And as we said, so in this, like Jason Bateman's character suddenly is like in two places at once. And it's like, how did he do this? Yeah. Did he do it? Didn't he do it? And Joe is like, how, what's going on? You knew. You ta- you said you talked about this on the podcast. What's going on? And I was like, I'm not saying anything. And honestly, you didn't give away that much. So I didn't really know. No. So I was like, I don't know. And then he was like, hand me my phone. And then I was like, no, you're going to look and see what I'd spoil the whole show. Because that's what he does. A la, I hate uh, Parasite. And so I was like, no, I'm not giving you your phone. And he's like, no, no, I just need to text something. And I was like, no. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to look it up. I really need to text somebody. And I was like, you're a he's, liar. Is he, and I'm is he not just looking it up to see, is he looking it up to see if like anything gross or scary is going to happen yes. that he needs to prepare yes. for? Yes. Okay. So I was like, no. And I like, I wouldn't give him so the phone. so cute. I did that when I was a kid. <laughs> And so then he was like, no, give, just give me the damn phone. I'm not going to check it. I really need to look. I'm supposed to respond back to someone about where blah, 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 And I handed it back. And then suddenly he seemed fine. And I was like, you looked, didn't you? And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, oh, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> he fucking can't handle it. He can't handle not knowing. So he, so he, he knows the whole ending he, of well, the whole he, show? He read... He went in and fucking looked like what happened in the books, compared the books to the show. Like, I just, just but, watch the show. But he's still really into it. And we watched, and it was like last night, we watched, like, we're like on episode five, I believe. And it's oh, nice. Right You're further when, than me. Than you? Oh, okay. Yeah. I won't give too much away. But then it's, we're, it's they're starting to talk about what this being is. Yeah. It's really yeah. scary. And all I know is that Joe, he could not fall asleep with the lights off. <laughs> Do you mean the the answer as to what the thing is is yes. really scary? Yes. Oh, and that's no, the so way, interesting. Well, the way they the way they the way they were kind of showing. Th- did you see that episode not where yet, she goes to the, New York? The next one. Oh, okay. No, I, next. All I'm just saying is there's there's scenes. Did you see? The part with Mayor Winningham, the wife. Yes. The scary part that happened with her with the glass. Yes. All right. So that was fucking creepy. Other creepy things. It's like that level of creepiness was happening in the next episode two. And then Joe had to like sleep with the lights on. Fuck. (laughs) I love that he has to look it up (laughs) to see if anything gross happens. But right now, um, it's a real good show. It's a real good show. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn's great. Yeah. Although there is the thing where I hate it when people are like, oh, there's this monster coming to get me. No, it's fine. You're, it's all in your head. When I all of that. these things, like literally proving that the monster exists, is like right in your face. I think I actually said that out loud to my husband while watching the show last time. I was like, I cannot stand characters who try to prevent 
the action that is steeped in the very concept of what I'm watching. Like, yeah. the, the character that prevents advancement. Oh, oh, I hate that character. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's a really good show. Watch it, guys. It's super creepy. It's super creepy. Um, things that kill children is always creepy. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a, not Something's a good killing the children. Ooh. Um, one thing that's killing the children um, is Netflix because they watch too damn much of it. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes a murder ray shoots out of it and kills a child. Is that you just trying to transfer to the other show? Yeah, I am. Um, we watched. Uh, this, this is not okay. No, I am not okay with this. I am, I am not okay with this. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it three other different versions before the show is over. <laughs> It's going to be called Everybody Hates Chris by the time we're done with this review. Hey, are you okay? Um, Starring two It stars. uh, Yeah, two of the kids from It. Yeah. Um, So this is based on a comic book. And so I started watching it. And it was very much feeling like, oh, they're literally doing all of the VO of the comic book. From the very first episode. You know what I mean? It does feel like that. It totally does. So here's the thing. It was only 20 minutes an episode. Seven episodes. Yeah, I watched it on my whole plane ride. Brett, what did you... Did you like this? Did you not like it? I liked it a lot. Uh, It held my attention the whole time. I knew it. Yeah, it held my attention the whole time. I did it. Never was I like, oh, I got to watch another episode. Um, I looked forward to the whole journey. I liked it. You didn't? I, I I don't feel it was to the level where I was like, oh, this is awful. But I've seen, I feel like there's so many stories of this type that have been done before. And this is kind of at the bottom of the barrel of them. You know what I mean? I think, it, yeah, I just think it's adorable. I, like, I, like, I don't, it's not awesome. It's, it was it's cute. The it was story cute. of the, it's basically like Carrie versus meets Jean Grey meets stranger things it's also like why is yeah. it, it kept trying to it's be a great example i mean because it didn't take place in the 80s why is everything in the 80s why is everyone dressed like they're in the 80s why is everyone playing things on cassette tapes why is everyone driving 80s cars and then they go oh yeah. let me get my cell phone out and i was like i'm telling you it was three episodes in and i really thought they were in 1984 so me too and they only did it because of like the stranger things stranger things like and yeah. that's that's where i'm like Ugh. yeah the di- i felt and, the yeah. direction was very bad and I do feel just because the comic book had VO, she does not need to describe like it was unnecessary. All right, so then I'm walking into my room. Yeah, we see we fucking right. see you walking into the room. Don't just shut the fuck up. Like I'm all I don't mind VO, but she was literally describing every single moment. And it was well, a lot crazy. of the VO, a lot of the VO was her internal monologue. <clears throat> She's a character who you know didn't really say what she was thinking, and so a lot of the VO though was like what was happening inside of her head. Yes, and so then what halfway through it, and of course I watched the first one with Joe, and Joe was like, "This is garbage." I was like, "All right, you can't watch anymore because I'm going to watch all of it, and I can't have you saying this in my ear the whole time." Um, but then I was like, I want to see, compare this to the book. So I literally was watching it and reading the comic at the same time. What an experience. And the comic is not what I expected. You should look up what, like, the drawings are 
they look like Popeye and olive oil. Like the main character <laughs> looks like olive oil. <gasps> really? Like it's drawn very weird. And this show and the comic is very depressing. All right. So here's point blank. This girl is starting to get psychic powers a la Carrie and she can't control them a la Jean Grey. And her dad is dead. And she's kind of, she's one of those girls that hates everything. She totally has a lady boner for her best friend. Um, and, but it's like, uh oh, high school shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And are bullies. We gonna, yeah. And she meets this one guy that's totally in love with her and she lets him eat her pussy out and fuck her. But then she's like, nope, I'm a fucking lesbo. I don't want to be with you. Um, <laughs> And meanwhile, her powers keep getting more and more out of control. And at the same time, she keeps on like seeing this being following her. A shadow person. Like a shadow person. And so then they decide to go to homecoming. And if you saw Carrie in the prom, telekinetics and school dances are never a good idea. Well, they have a whole like scene in, in like episode one where um, the male lead, her nerdy friend who she has sex with, Stanley from It, and his name was Stanley in this as well. Um, who's so cute, by the way? I think the actor's name is uh, Wyatt Olaf, and he's great. He was my favorite part of the show. Um, yeah, he was like, you ever, you, ever, you ever watch something just knowing it's not going to end well, and you're watching it the whole time, and you're thinking, oh, they're so screwed. There's no way this is going to end well. So they like, I think they like, you know, meta commentaried on after you. See, it starts at the end, so it starts with her running yeah, down the street covered in blood. It literally opens with her running, yeah, covered in blood. And um, you just don't know the context, but you know we're going to get there. But we see, once it gets to homecoming, you're like, oh, she's wearing the outfit. You're like, oh, here comes the blood. But what happens is, is spoiler alert, um, <laughs> we're just going to fucking give it all away. When she sees uh, the dude... Uh, the boyfriend of her best friend, bully. he stole, the school bully stole her diary. And so he knows everything and he's about to expose her in front of the whole school. And he she exposes her as a lesbian. Yes. And, but now he's going to expose her powers and she's already powers. Him, used her powers to give him a nosebleed once this time. She just fucking explodes his whole body. <laughs> I have to say, like I was on a plane watching this and- I was just like laugh was, out loud. When is exactly when his head exploded? I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a moment. And she goes up to the tower, um, and the being follows her, and she's just like, "Should I be afraid?" Yeah, of like you? the old water tower. And the person says, "No, they should be afraid." And I yeah, guess it's, it's like, and he's like, "Let's, let's get, get started." Yeah. So now it's like maybe said. I don't. I wonder if this will get a second season. Um, well, they set that up too when the um, when Stanley was like, uh, okay, he's like trying to figure out like what her origin story is, where she got her powers, and he's looking through his comic books and he's like, have you ever been visited by like a mentor figure, like someone who shows up right when your powers flare up and are like, I can help you? Has anyone like that visited you? And she's like, no, but that's exactly what happens at the end. So I like the comic better because I'm going to tell you some of the differences. Oh. Please do. In this, in the in the movie, they also make kind of basically was like the dad had the same powers, and that yeah. she might have gotten the powers from her dad. In this, she in the comic book, she is not telekinetic. Well, a little bit, 
she's a little bit telekinetic, but mostly it's her. She can hurt people when she thinks hard and stares at someone. She can make their nosebleeds and hurt them. Mm. Um, and it's only one time does she actually use her powers and she flings someone across the room. But basically, she's in love with her best friend. And her best friend is not this fun little bubbly girl. Like, she's kind of... Her best friend is, like, a badass, like, smoking, druggy, slutty bitch who's kind of, like, mean. And she's dating this other asshole guy. And and because she's in love with her friend, she hates this guy. And he ends up kind of roughing her up. She find, She gets pregnant and he beats her up and throws her out of a car when he finds out she's pregnant because he was mad at her for not using protection. Oh my God. And they look like olive oil while this is happening? Yeah. So the main character, Sydney, finds out about this and visits her friend in the hospital, Dina. And she gets so angry, she goes to where the guy works and just mur- straight up murders him. And the guy, uh, Tom, what's his name? Stanley? The guy Stanley, mm-hmm. he never yep. finds like he's in it too, but he never finds no one finds out that she has powers. Oh. So then she starts like going to the she goes to the funeral and she like realizes how sad everyone is. And then she's like, what is mm-hmm. going on? And then she realizes that, you know, she killed this guy, but now the friend is like, I loved him so much. And she's like, what the fuck? And she realizes she's like, I'm having trouble controlling it. It's getting worse. And then one day she's like looking at her finger and she blows her finger up. Jesus. And then she's like, I can't control this anymore. And I'm just hurting people. And I just keep hurting people. So she climbs up to that tower, just like at the end of this, she climbs up to the tower and she writes in the diary. She's like, I know suicide is bad, but I feel like I'm just going to hurt more people if I stay alive. And she puts the book down, sits down, thinks real hard and her head explodes. And that's the end of what? the whole thing. She fucking kills herself at the end of this. I was like, oh, the Ooh. title makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. So real dark. So is there is there any mentor figure who shows up and is like, come to my school. I can help you. Her powers. When she uses her powers, she sees a shadow come out and attack the person. Oh, so they did something different. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind wow. of like, so I will say if it's going off the book, that thing is still in her head. It's that's just her powers. That person that's talking to her. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe Stanley, when he brought up that mentor figure, like mm-hmm. planted that in her head. Wow. Anyway, I would say watch it. It's entertaining and it's super quick, but it's not so the, short. It's not the most well-made thing I've ever seen. But the acting is good. Yeah. It's a cute cast. Yeah. It's got fun moments. Yeah. It's about powers. It's about Jean Grey. Who doesn't love Jean Grey? But can we just have a moment where maybe a redheaded woman discovers she has telekinetic powers and does have control over them? Carrie, Jean Grey, Sydney. I mean, Sydney from Melrose Place, another redhead that could control her anger. (laughs) Her anger powers. (laughs) She kept throwing people in the pool. She, um, not since Heather Locklear had someone invigorated that show. I know. First, Heather Locklear reinvigorated it, and then she came onto the scene. And And then she was stale. No, and then Marsha Cross came back. And save the show. There's time. I was just describing the scene from Marsha Cross. Where did you watch all of Melrose Place? 
when she took her when wig she took off Joe, and had a big Well, no, there was that. No, the part where Joe, uh, the character Joe, had a baby and she like was and went into labor. And Marsha Cross is like, "I'll deliver the baby," and then she delivers the baby. And Marsha Cross is like, "Go clean yourself up, and we'll go to the hospital." And so she goes to her apartment, cleans herself up, and then she knocks on the door. She's like, "All right, I'm ready to go, Kimberly." And Kimberly opens the door, breastfeeding Joe's baby, and she's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> She's like, that's my baby. And she's like, this is my baby. And closes the door. And Joe's like banging the door like, give me my baby. I How is she like, breastfeeding? This is the best show ever. She, the baby's just sucking on a dry boob. This is my baby now. Oh, oh God. God. Anyway, oh. watch Melrose Place. And read comics. Yeah. And subscribe to us. And rate us Subscribe and like us. And write us a review and rate us and like us and adore us. Shower us with kisses. Because mm-hmm. guess um, what? Me and Brett are sluts. So we will take also tasteful nudes, even not tasteful nudes. Even not tasteful we'll nudes. We'll take dick pics, hole pics. Yeah. Side boob pics. Yep. The only thing we will not take is any woman uh, doing the, the two fingers opening your vagina. We will not yeah. accept that. And no puke or scat, actually. Oh, that's that's a given. No. Anyway. Good. Everything else fair game. This was a gay episode. Gay, gay, gay. Wolverine, Cyclops, fucking lesbian, telekinetics. Pale, pale, pale. Because it does. If you like... Uh, here, I hate to break it to you guys, but this is how it is. Uh, if you read comics, well, uh, then that makes you... Queer. Queer. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.